Laudator Jesus Christus, Vatican and World News. In the headlines this Tuesday, February the 20th, the United States calls for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza in a UN text. An upsurge of violence in Mozambique's Cabo del Gavo province targets Christian communities and forces missionaries to, lead, to flee. And the Bambin Gesù, the Pope's children's hospital, marks an important anniversary. In the Vatican, I'm Linda Bordoni. More than 29,000 Palestinians have been confirmed killed and some 70,000 injured in Israeli strikes on Gaza since October the 7th. The Palestinian Health Ministry also said on Tuesday these include 103 Palestinians killed and 142 injured in the previous 24 hours. The increasing death toll comes as Israel ordered new evacuations from parts of Gaza City and as a study led by the UN Children's Fund, UNICEF, found that one in six children are acutely malnourished in the isolated and largely devastated north of the territory where the city is located. In a statement released by Kensington Palace on Tuesday, Prince William, heir to the British throne, called for an end to fighting as soon as possible, noting the terrible human cost since the Hamas-led attacks in southern Israel on the 7th of October and the desperate need for increased humanitarian support for Gaza. Meanwhile, as Nathan Morley reports, the United States has proposed a draft resolution at the UN Security Council calling for a temporary ceasefire in the enclave. In the past, Washington has avoided using the word ceasefire during UN votes on the conflict. Furthermore, though, this marks the first time the US has called for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza, having vetoed earlier resolutions using the same word. Reports suggest talks will start on the US draft later this week, but it's not clear if the proposal will be put to a vote. On Monday, 26 member states of the European Union called for an immediate humanitarian pause that would lead to a sustainable ceasefire in the Gaza Strip. At the gathering of EU foreign ministers in Brussels, all EU countries except Hungary cautioned Israel against launching an assault on Rafah, which they said would heighten the plight of refugees in the city. Israel's plans for an attack there have sounded international alarm bells, with many countries urging control. In a related regional development, Yemen's Houthi group has warned the European Union not to join the coalition of the United States and Britain in the Red Sea. On Monday, Brussels said it commenced a naval mission in the Red Sea to protect shipping as vessels continue to be subjected to Houthi attacks. The Houthis have been targeting Israeli-linked vessels transiting the Red Sea since November last year. It's a move the group describes as a display of its support for Palestinians in Gaza. The United States and Britain announced the formation of a naval coalition there and has conducted numerous airstrikes on what it identified as Houthi targets, including mobile missile launches, drones and underwater vehicles. These attacks in turn have provoked more intense retaliation from the Houthis. For Vatican Radio, this is Nathan Morley reporting. 
Sharing borders with Gaza, Israel, Libya and Sudan, Egypt has taken a lead role in providing life-saving aid in the region. Since the outbreak of conflict in Sudan last April and the four-month-old war in Gaza, both the government and the Egyptian Red Crescent Society have been key actors in helping to assist millions of civilians caught in the crossfire. The sheer volume of aid delivered to Gaza has led Egypt to introduce innovations and strategies to get emergency supplies and services to almost two million Palestinians trapped in the enclave, which faces near-constant Israeli bombardment alongside ongoing ground operations. Speaking to UN News, Naveen Al-Gabai, Egypt's Minister of Social Solidarity Society and Vice President of the Egyptian Red Crescent Society, spoke about how aid is delivered in this time of crisis. The Egyptian authorities has always opened Rafah crossing on our side. This border was not meant to transport goods, but also only to individuals. But since there were no any other channel through which we can pass the assistance except the Rafah crossing, so there was a flow of humanitarian assistance going back to Gaza. We have problems is that we're uh, stuck with so many demands on the uh, Israeli authorities' side. They put so many criteria that are not actually identified a priori. And that's why we have every time to pass through different demands and to get ourselves prepared. Rafah Crossing has been the sole source of passing humanitarian assistance for two months. There were so many impediments in terms of transporting certain medications or certain issues. And also there are limitations for the distances that the trucks are permitted to pass by. But as time passes, we now know the checklist that they need. And we opened uh, big warehouses uh, in, in Larish and in surrounding governorates, Ismailia, Damietta, Sharkia. So if it's not only for ERC, it's for all of the UN agencies and other agencies. Uh, now, luckily, we, we, we promoted and we asked several times to open the other gates like Karmabuselem. Uh, so now with the, the diplomatic efforts that have taken place and the interventions from the Egyptian government and also from the UN authorities, we succeeded to have the, the uh, Karmabuselem open through which UN agencies channel And that was Naveen Al-Gabai, Egypt's Minister of Social Solidarity Society and Vice President of the Egyptian Red Crescent Society, speaking there to UN News. During the Angelus Prayer on Sunday, Pope Francis drew attention to the re-emerging conflict in Mozambique. Since the beginning of 2024, the northern province of Cabo Delgado has seen a new upsurge of attacks by Islamist militants tied to the so-called Islamic State, or Daesh, as part of a continued insurgency that began in 2017. The attacks are also targeting Christian communities and forcing missionaries to flee the region. Lisa Zengarini reports. After a period of relative calm following the deployment of the Mozambique Defence Armed Force and the Southern African Development Community Forces, jihadist insurgents in the Mozambican province of Cabo Delgado have resumed their attacks. 
As confirmed by local sources to the Catholic charity Aid to the Church in Need, the attacks have also targeted Christian communities, forcing priests, nuns and other church workers to flee to cities already overwhelmed by some one million internally displaced persons. In the latest incidents, the church and offices of Our Lady of Africa in Mazizi Parish in the Catholic Diocese of Pemba were set ablaze following a terrorist attack on February the 12th. Three days earlier, terrorists destroyed houses and churches in several villages. According to local sources, the insurgents for the most part don't discriminate between Muslims and Christians, but there have been attacks on specifically Christian communities, including cases where jihadis separated people by religion and executed Christians. A local priest said that several Catholic missionaries have been displaced by the violence. He explained that church personnel can better protect their community by leaving because people tend to prefer being close to priests and religious to be less exposed to attacks. The Catholic Church has been supporting internally displaced people in Mozambique while also trying to help facilitate a peaceful solution to the conflict. ACN's support has included pastoral assistance and counselling for victims of terrorism, vehicles for missionaries and the construction of community centres. I am Lisa Zengarini. In Bolivia, hundreds of communities are under an extreme weather alert as heavy rains continue to batter the country. Christopher Wells tells us more. Bolivia's Deputy Minister of Civil Defense has said torrential rains in the country have killed at least 22 people in the past three months, while he warned of the possibility of extreme weather continuing. Speaking at a news conference on Sunday, Juan Carlos Calvamontes announced a weather alert for some 85% of Bolivia's 340 municipalities. The government has urged local authorities to be prepared to respond to possible emergencies. Calvamontes declared the communities of La Sunta, Tipuani, and Iropana in the Department of La Paz and Cotagaeta in Potosi as municipal disasters, with the cities of Huacaraje and Trinidad in Beni Department declared municipal emergencies. According to the government, 44 municipalities have been affected by flooding caused by heavy rains. In response, the government has provided more than 130 tons of humanitarian assistance to victims and deployed an immediate reaction team to deliver aid to those in need. I'm Christopher Wells. An Italian government statement today said Italy will chair a video conference meeting with leaders of the G7 countries to discuss support for Ukraine on February the 24th. Italy this year holds the presidency of the G7, which also groups the United States, Japan, Germany, Britain, France and it will hold a summit in June. The meeting in which Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky will join will be held on the day of the second anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The Bambino Gesù Children's Hospital in Rome is a reference point for paediatric assistance across the world. It was donated to the Vatican 100 years ago today by a Roman duke and duchess. To mark the anniversary of the Pope's Hospital and to look at its history, it is necessary to take note of the relationship established between patients and staff and between patients, staff and Pope Francis. Francesca Merlo tells us more. 
1869, Duchess and Duke Scipioni founded the Bambino Gesù Pediatric Hospital. Their house in the centre of Rome and its 12 beds became the city's first hospital dedicated to children. Then, on the 20th of February 1924, the hospital was donated to the Holy See, making it the Pope's Hospital, to become a point of reference for the care of all ill children in Italy and around the world. Exactly 100 years have passed since that day. By then, the hospital had already moved to the ancient convent of Sant'Onofrio on the Ianiculum Hill. Having moved in 1887, less than 10 years after it was founded, the hospital still stands there to this day, though it is expected to move again in 2013 to where what was once the Furlanini Hospital stood. Prior to the donation to the Holy See, there were already 33,000 children who had been hospitalised at the Bambino Gesù. The hospital had already faced numerous emergencies, including the aftermath of the Avizzano earthquake in 1915, in which 420 children were taken to the hospital, and the Spanish flu epidemic during the Great War in 1918, during which 300 children were hospitalised. First visited by Pope John XXIII in 1858, he was then visited by Paul VI in 1968, by John Paul II in 1979, by Benedict XVI in 2005 and Pope Francis in 2017. I perceive that more than a hospital, this is a family. Pope Francis addressed children and staff of the Bambino Gesù Hospital in 2017. Pope Francis too is part of that family. He has visited the children in the hospital, who in turn have sent him letters and drawings. The Bambino Gesù Pediatric Hospital is not known as the Pope's Hospital just because it belongs to the Holy See, but because the love and care the Holy Father has for the establishment is clear and true, and the children know it too. I'm Francesca Merlo. That brings us to the end of this edition of Vatican and World News. You can join us again tomorrow at the same time for more. Meanwhile, you can visit our website and follow us on Facebook, X and Instagram. My thanks go to Gabriele Di Domenico in studio. In the Vatican, I'm Linda Bodoni. Bye-bye.